Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to a holiday edition of Believe in 49ers presented by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. I am your host, Tommy Call the Third. You can follow me on Twitter at Tommy underscore I, I, I. That is triple I for the third. And you can catch all of my written work about the 49ers via USA Today's Niners Wire, a good place to get started previewing this week's game. But we're going to do that for you right now here on Believe in 49ers. And Christmas came early for the San Francisco 49ers with their dominant win over the Arizona Cardinals. The 49ers have locked up the NFC West for the second straight season. However, that gift was, you know, the gift from Santa Claus, the gift you were kind of expecting underneath the tree. And while things are good, and you could show that off to your friends, call it a day, you know you still got that rich relative coming through that usually brings the heat for presents on Christmas. Whether it's your grandpa, your auntie, maybe they're busy on Christmas Day, come through later, come through on a different day. But you know when they come, they bring that fire. And that fire, my friends, is 49ers versus the Baltimore Ravens on Christmas Day. Monday night football. Today on the pod, we're going to be talking about the Ravens game. On Christmas Day, we will preview that game. And I kind of want to know right now, how much of an impact will, you know, the gameplay on your holiday? How, you know, it's kind of nice it's a later game. So hopefully it won't interfere with dinner. My father-in-law is a huge Cowboys fan. A season ticket holder, has a house in Dallas. Um, But when, you know, my wife and I were first dating, he would spend Thanksgivings here in California And he would record the games, not want to say anything about it because he could watch them after the Thanksgiving meal. Because if he watched, you know, the game before he could eat and the Cowboys played bad, it would just, he'd lose his appetite, ruin the rest of his day, and just be in a huge funk. If they won, played well, might have a little bit too much to drink and not eat anyways, but that's a story for another day. So 49er fans, how is Christmas going to look? for you what are the plans with the game hit me on twitter at tommy underscore iii triple i you already know that i know i'll be behind the computer chopping up some stories for your people over at niners wire it'll be a busy day i'll be grinding in the morning when the nuggets host the warriors at 11:30 for warriors wire a packed sports day on christmas and hopefully all you know the hoops and the football can distract you from you bay area sports fans from the a's and the Giants just miserable start to the offseason. But speaking of the Warriors, are you excited to see your old friend Jordan Poole in the Bay Area on Friday? I mean, I've personally had this game circled on the calendar from the start of the season. I'm interested, you know, see how he acts, how he plays. I think the reception should be good, in my opinion. I mean, he won a chip here in the Bay Area, rose from the G League, a good overall story, but just has a bad ending. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk preview and discuss the Ravens game and some players to watch. But let's also talk about Brock Purdy's MVP candidacy and the smear campaign to shift him off that top spot. And however, 
I think Monday Night Football could be as close to his Heisman moment as it gets for the NFL MVP. But before we get there, we have a quick shout out to our friends over at Bet Online. The only people that don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL bowl season and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember, use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Speaking of bet online, I'm going to reveal my betting slip for Monday Night Football here at the end of the day when we find the edge. But before we get there, let's talk about Brock Purdy for MVP. 2023, 2024, do we count it? I don't, I don't know. While his ca- campaign is doing well, coming off his second game with four touchdown tosses in the last three weeks, the takedown of Purdy, in my opinion, is on full tilt. It seems like whenever you flip on any sports show, um, you know, there's an argument for another player to win MVP. You know, while di- and that argument is often based upon discrediting Purdy. You know, and a lot of that hate is pointed towards. Purdy and the better weapons he has around him, which in my opinion is just such a lame and weak argument because if it was that easy to pitch the ball to Christian McCaffrey, throw it over the middle to George Kittle, find Debo Samuel underneath and let those guys do their thing. If it was that easy, why didn't Trey Lance do it? Why didn't Jimmy Garoppolo do it? Why didn't CJ Beathard or Nick Mullins make Kyle Shanahan's system function at this level? Because the heart of this team, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, Brandon and Ayuk were all in town with at least Jimmy Garoppolo under center. And I didn't really include CMC in that group because he was traded for last year, and he just got a small dose of Garoppolo. But I think most of Jimmy G's time in San Francisco was kind of fair, unfairly judged. But I do think it's fair to say he's decent and a rather limited quarterback. But as of now, we haven't seen that from Brock Purdy. We've seen almost the opposite. We've seen how unlimited this offense can be with a proficient passer like Purdy. There are so few and far between quarterbacks in the NFL that don't need a certain system to play at a high level. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, maybe Lamar are some of the names I can think of that can function outside of a system that they are the system. Shout out James Harden. And those guys are, you know, enough talent alone to just write it out. And I'll say this, Mahomes is probably the only guy on that list that I feel really comfortable with regardless of the weapons and system that, you know, he can thrive and put up MVP caliber numbers. And he's maybe one of the best passers of the, you know, of our generation. I think, you know, Joe Burrow needs Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. Josh Allen needs Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, guys like that who are very talented. Yeah, it's probably not comparable to the 49ers weapons, but you know Lamar Jackson is another guy that you look around at his weapons and they're not on the same page. You can compare that similar to what 
Patrick Mahomes has with the Chiefs. But, I mean, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those other guys, they need those guys. Just like every year when you talk about the faults of the Chiefs or of the Ravens, they don't get enough help towards Mahomes, towards Lamar Jackson. This season, you know, it was a big deal that the Ravens brought in guys like Odell Beckham. They drafted Save Flowers, things like that. But we're going to talk about those guys later. But, you know, as well as good as Mahomes and those guys are, we're talking about generational passers. And I think, you know, is that the standard we talk about when we talk about MVP? You have to be one of the best players of a generation to not have to be picked at about the talent you have around you. Because I think the best argument you have at the moment is Purdy, you know, playing alongside guys like Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. It's not Purdy as a whole is playing bad. Guy threw four touchdowns last week. Two weeks prior to that, he threw four touchdowns. He dismantled the Eagles. The 49ers right now can say they broke the Eagles. And a lot of that to do is because of Brock Purdy being under center. And I just think it's a weak and flawed argument to say Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are quote-unquote holding back Brock Purdy's MVP candidacy. Purdy has been the first guy to really kick the door open for Kyle Shanahan, while other guys have just cracked it. And while they've cracked it, we praise those guys. You look around the league and see a lot of things that Kyle Shanahan has implemented that people are copying and having success with. Well, Brock Purdy's absolutely kicked that door open and exposed how good of a system this could look. You know, nearly 3,800 yards, second in the NFL, 29 touchdowns, first in the NFL. 76 QBR, first in the NFL, multiple four-touchdown games, a perfect passer rating against the Bucks, leading the NFL's number one offense. Yes, Christian McCaffrey has been amazing, but if it was Jimmy Dree still under center and CMC was in the backfield, I think you'd still call this, you know, say this offense is in a bubble, you know, a good bubble, but still a bubble, and a bubble that loses you a game against the Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason. You know, earlier I mentioned Purdy's Heisman moment. Love college football. MVP moment, whatever you want to call it. I feel a win against Lamar Jackson on Monday Night Football on Christmas is that. Because Lamar is the other player I'd throw in as a real contender for MVP. You know, if he leads the Ravens to the, you know, the AFC number one seed a bye week and kind of continues at the p- pace he's playing at, I could see and you could absolutely make the argument and the case for Lamar Jackson to win MVP, especially if they take out the Niners in Santa Clara. But, you know, the rest of the guys on the list, I mean, I think it's kind of down between Lamar and Purdy. I mean, you can talk about, you know, Tyreek, if he gets 2,000 yards, Tua, Dak, they could find their way in there. If they lead their teams, they have tough schedules down these last couple games. They lead their teams to, you know, number one seeds potentially. Um but I'm firmly, you know, behind Lamar and Purdy right now. And to knock Lamar off that, you know, pedestal of being, you know, the M- the MVP favorite, Purdy will have to go right through him. I think it's just setting up for an amazing matchup that we're going to talk about here today on Believe in 49ers. But before we get there, I want to ask you, 49er fans, do you want Brock Purdy to win MVP? might seem like a simple question with a simple answer. But what if I told you this? Since the year 2000, only two players 
have won the MVP and have gone on to win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes last season, and then Kurt Warner with the greatest show on turf, Mike Martz, the legend. Real quick on Martz, got to hear some of his lectures and instruction from him on scouting when I attended the NFL Scouting Academy a while back, so I'll always love Martz for that. Um, But anyways, you know, what I was saying is, does that stat worry you? Does that argument, conversation, whatever you want to call it, does that worry you about Purdy's MVP ability? I'll answer it for you right now. No. These trends are silly. They're catered to make an argument. Because if you look back to the 90s, three players, including Steve Young, I think Emmett Smith, and uh, I can't remember the last one, but three players from the 90s, Brett Favre, won MVP and then went on to win the Super Bowl. So if this was the year, and then you lump Kurt Warner in there with 2,000, you could say four guys over a 10-year span. I think in 1989, Joe Montana won the MVP and then went on to win the Super Bowl. So four guys in an 11-year span all won MVP and went on to win the Super Bowl. That is a pretty good trend. Just now, since it's been a few seasons, more than a few, but Patrick Mahomes could be the start of the trend with just last year winning it. I don't know. A a friend of mine argued that stat with me earlier in the week when he heard me talking about, you know, Brock Purdy should win MVP or should be the favorite for it right now. He brought that stat to my attention and tried to make an argument like, are you sure? I don't know. I think those types of things are silly and they're just catered to make arguments. But enough about Purdy. Let's move on to some other players to watch on Monday night for the 49ers. You guys might be sick of me saying this because I've talked a lot about him here on Believe in 49ers. But it's Debo Samuel. I think he is going to be a guy we need to watch on Sunday. He's been on an absolute heater. And Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers should feed him and keep it rolling. Remember we talked about this when they played the Eagles. Debo Samuel shows up when the lights are on. He is one of the NFL's best big game players. We talk about that a lot with like NBA, even baseball. You know, a guy you want closing out in the playoffs, on the mound, under the lights. You talk about Steph Curry on the primetime games when they really matter. Debo Samuel is like that in the NFL. He shows up and shows up in a big way when these games are highly touted. And Monday night is about as big of a game you could imagine on the season. A potential Super Bowl preview. You could go that far. You know, the Ravens have a lot of dynamic playmakers. And when I talk about dynamic, I almost mean unique. Guys that can hurt defenses in different ways, not that we're used to, not just stretching the field or running over the middle, running past guys, just unique weapons. Debo Samuel is that for the 49ers, and if they're going to counter those unique weapons, those dynamic weapons, I think Debo Samuel needs to be throwing his fastball at a high clip early and often. On the first drive, give him two touches. See what he brings. You know, I think Christian McCaffrey for this offense, I love, you know, talking about fighting Uh, UFC boxing is one of my favorite things specifically UFC kind of a boring card this past week again another conversation for a different day but comparing these teams to fighting Christian McCaffrey is kind of like you know throwing that body punch you can win championships by being a great 
body puncher, body kicker, wearing guys down. It's like a grap, you know, a grappler trying to soften a guy up, make it easier for the takedown and to control the fight. I think Christian McCaffrey is that body punch after body punch. And Debo Samuel is that perfectly timed, heavy and fast, over-the-top right hand. That even if it misses, it's still kind of scary. Justin Gaethje, just a steamer over the top. But if it hits on time, that means the opponent could hit the showers early. You know, sticking to the body early and often is never a bad idea. But you don't want to throw that right hand too late. You got to let defenses or the other fighter know it's there. And so I think Debo could be the one to send out that knockout shot, whether it's on the ground or on the, you know, in the passing underneath from Purdy. I just think letting Debo shine, doing his thing, letting your playmakers get the football in their hands and do work is just going to be a big deal. And I think it starts with Debo Samuel. But we're still going to talk about Christian McCaffrey. Because I think the 49ers are as physical and tough as an opponent as it gets. And they're going to try and show that because the Ravens are kind of the counter to that. They are very physical. They play that AFC North football. You think about the Steelers. You think about the Browns. They want to punch you in the face. They want to soften you up. And they want to keep the football away. Whether that's running the football, being physical, short yardage situations. If they want to play like that, the 49ers can play like that as well, starting with Christian McCaffrey. You've heard me a lot on this podcast go on and on about McCaffrey's workload. There needs to be balance. Well, this is the type of game you use draft capital to trade for him. He should get as many touches as he can handle, in my opinion. That's running behind Trent Williams, wearing Baltimore's defense, that front seven specifically, down. So hopefully Kyle Shanahan can exploit the pass game and let Purdy and Samuel and Brandon Ayuk work for those big chunk plays that we've gotten so used to over these last few weeks. Lastly, another guy I want to mention before we kind of get into some like keys of victory, finding the edge here on the pod, another player that I'm going to be circling going into this game is George Kittle. I think the Baltimore linebacking duo of Roquan Smith and Patrick, McQueen, Patrick Queen are you know, one of the best groups and the NFL lump Kyle Hamilton into that group as well. Really, really great breakout young safety from Notre Dame. Can't believe the Ravens, he fell into the Ravens' lap too. You knew he was going to be a good player if you watched him at Notre Dame. And, you know, Kittle is going to be tasked with making things difficult on those guys. Whether it's as a blocker in the run game or pressuring them as a pat in the pass. You know, I think. He's the guy, if the Ravens try to slow down a Debo Samuel, they try to slow down Christian McCaffrey and leave Kittle in one-on-one situa- situations, he's a player that could thrive, could punch in a couple touchdowns, could Christian McCaffrey could follow him into the end zone because he's, we know how good of a run blocker he is. But that linebacking duo is going to be one of the best the 49ers will see all season long. They are no joke. And George Kittle has to soften them up in some shape some way whether that's as a you know as a receiver or as a blocker I think he has a really tough challenge the 49ers tight ends as a whole where that's getting them in motion getting them out in front of them whatever it is and if Kyle Hamilton tries to step down and and you know match up 
with George Kittle. That's when we need to see some jump balls, maybe. Something like that where you need to see George Kittle as an athlete. That tight end we've grown to love here in the Bay Area. Now we have our players to watch. Now let's look at some edges in the game. Let's find our keys to victory. Sorry, my computer was just kind of spazzing out as I spit that out there. Um, but we're live. We're recording away. You know, Lamar Jackson, he might be my favorite player in the NFL. That's not on my favorite team. He can beat you in so many different ways. He can win on the ground with his legs. He can win in the backyard scramble situations. And he can also beat you as a pocket passer. I think this idea of trying to stop him or trying to slow him down, whether that's, hey, we need to take away Lamar's ability to run. You need to force him to pass. You need to force him to stay in the pocket. Do you realize how much money Lamar Jackson has made doing that to opposing teams? Because if you try to take away the run, he's going to beat you with the pass. If you're trying to keep him in the pocket, he's fine doing that. He's shown that especially this season. Last couple years as a passer has been brilliant. So if I was in Steve Wilkes' office, I would think of every other player on the Ravens' offense to slow down except for him. Make him be Superman in this game and let the physicality of the 49ers' defense set in. You know, while the Ravens have a high-powered offense led by Lamar, the rest of the Ravens' offense doesn't, you know, quote, scare me. However, there are some names that should be worried about, starting with second-year tight end Isaiah Likely. Since Mark Andrews went down, I kind of thought when that happened, I was like, oof, that is a tough blow that they cannot, you know, come back from. Mark Andrews does so much for that team. Lamar's number one weapon. Likely has been just as good. He adds another layer to that offense. He's a big athletic weapon that can run a bunch of different routes and can hurt the 49ers defense in the pass game if they're not keeping an eye on him. I think that's going to be a big task for Fred Warner to slow that guy got down because they played in primetime last week. I think it was Sunday night football against the, the Jaguars. And you got to see just how good of a player Isaiah Likely was. Coastal Carolina, I believe. Was it Coastal Carolina? He was on that team that I think went undefeated or borderline went undefeated that was ranked um, just two years ago. And then there's another rookie, another young dynamic playmaker on the Ravens, Zay Flowers. I mean, he reminds me of Debo Samuel in a way. Um, you know, boomer bust still early in his career. However, if he booms, there could be trouble. The Jaguars did good at taking him kind of out of the game script last week but you got to see likely and other guys kind of take their chunks but i think those two specifically are the two most dangerous weapons on the ravens offense that i would kind of put my focus under likely and flowers because you look at the rest of this team odell rashad bateman nelson aguilar gus edwards justice hill you know a lot of those guys don't bring a ton of fear on the table i would make those guys beat you and try and take away those other two. You know, I think the injury to Keaton Mitchell really hurts this team a lot. The young rookie running back, he added such a speed threat to this team. It kind of reminds me of Devon A-Chain in Miami. Defenses just have to respect him when he was on the field. Unfortunately, he is hurt, and the Ravens are back to Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Melvin Gordon, veteran running back. I think he just recently joined their 53 
those guys are, you know, quote, stoppable. While Edwards has been a monster in the red zone, I mean, he doesn't worry me a ton as a rusher. They're going to mix all those guys. We probably will see a dose of Melvin Gordon on Monday night. But it will be on guys like Javon Kenlaw and Kevin Givens because we still don't know if Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave are going to play on Monday. They missed Sunday's game against the Cardinals. They both missed practice on Thursday. Maybe with an extra day of rest, they could be out there for Monday Night Football. That is just a guess. How big of a game this is, do you risk that? This is still an AFC opponent. But could this a loss here cost you know, the NFC number one seed. Yeah, it's that serious. You know, and just because Mitchell is out doesn't mean that they, the Ravens can't run the football behind that offensive line. And if you pitch a game similar to what the 49ers were throwing on the ground against the Cardinals, it won't work. This team is not the Cardinals. Even though I would say James Conner is a more talented back than anybody the Ravens are going to throw out there on uh, Sunday. This team cannot give up chunk plays on the ground because it just frees so much up for the Ravens, and they will attack you. They have a great play caller, Todd Monkin over there. That's really opened this offense up to an extent. So you got to still, I think that's probably priority number one is taking away the run, and it kind of fits into what I was saying about letting some of these other guys, taking away some of these other guys, and then focusing all your attention on the flowers, on the likelies of the group. And so now, before we wrap things up here on Believe in 49ers, let's drop some bets we're thinking about for Monday night, along with our final prediction here on Believe in 49ers. First, with the props. You know I love the props. And I'll tease early that I like the over in this thing. You know, starting with Brock Purdy, over one and a half touchdowns. I like that a lot. I like Christian McCaffrey, over 18 and a half rush attempts. And to top the parlay off, sprinkle in some Ravens players on this because I think this is going to be a heavyweight fight. The Ravens are going to score. They are going to make some big plays, but it's going to be about how the 49ers respond. So I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson over 39.5 rushing yards and Isaiah Likely over 35.5 receiving yards. And this shouldn't be a surprise with everything I just said, but I like over 47. And you can get all that action with our friends over at BetOnline. Do not forget to use our... Welcome code B-L-E-A-V. And for my final score prediction, I think this is a tough one because I think the Ravens are absolutely no joke and are going to push back to the 49ers. But I think in the end, we're going to go very close game here. 30-28 49ers. 49ers 30, Ravens 28. I think that's going to do it for our prediction in all things 49ers. However, before we get out of here, it's the holidays. Let's have a little fun. I'm still new. This is my first season with the Believe Network, so i got to show a little personality here. And before we get out of here, I'm going to drop my Christmas movies power ranking. I love a good Christmas movie. It really kind of brings together... The, it's cold, you throw the blanket on, get in front of the TV with the family, maybe some hot cocoa, maybe some popcorn. There's always, during the holidays, there's always those floating popcorns where it's like the cheese, the caramel, the regular. Get some of that. Get ready for a movie. You know, while this weekend's going to be piled with sports, you got bowl games, you got NFL on Saturday and Sunday, you got a back-to-back with the Warriors on starting Friday night, Jordan Poole's going to be back in town. 
You got some EPL action over the weekend. Arsenal versus Liverpool. Big game. Big match. You got college hoops. But you still got time to mix in a few Christmas movies, right? So let's run this list down and get out of here and enjoy the holiday weekend. But first, you know, we got to make this thing legit. So I'm going to throw some honorable mentions your way. Jingle all the way with Arnold. As a kid, I, I don't know, I love that movie. I love that movie. That was one of my favorites. And also, we need to honorable mention. I didn't include them in the rankings because for some reason I don't lump those in as like the actual Christmas movies. But you got your Rudolph, your Frosty, you know, those old school Christmas movies. I'll lump all those in. I remember as a kid, I'd get all hyped up when you'd start seeing the commercials for those movies on ABC when you're watching football. When they're showing, you know... uh. Sunday Night Football, they start airing the commercials that, hey, Frosty's going to be on channel what ABC on Thursday. You're like, oh, I know Christmas is coming. It's almost here. So I'd always get hyped up. But my sleeper, before we get into the power rankings, I'm only going to rip off five for you guys. 8-Bit Christmas. It's on HBO Max. I liked it. It's a newer Christmas movie. I think it's good. Mixing it up, something a little different. A new Christmas movie. I'm going to sprinkle that as my sleeper. All right. Starting with the real list. Number five, Christmas with the Cranks. It's my sister's favorite Christmas movie. One of her favorite movies. Kind of weird it's her favorite. But we always watched it growing up. She'll throw it on. I remember growing up, she'd throw it on in the middle of summer sometimes. But now as an adult, you know, it's even funnier and funnier. However, my wife, you know, she doesn't love it that much. And that's always a battle because, you know. They're always arguing what the best Christmas movie is, and we just had this conversation, so that's why I'm dropping this on you guys. And I'd love to hear what your rankings are. But number four, I'm going to go Christmas Vacation. Absolute classic. As an adult, funnier and funnier and funnier. We got all the families. I just recently had a kid, my first kid. So we're hosting Christmas this year. Got both sides of the family, big group, all coming over. Going to get a little dose of Christmas Vacation firsthand experience this weekend. Number three, I had a really tough call with number three and number two. But, man, even looking at it now, I don't know if I should flip-flop them. But I'm going to go number three. I'm flip-flopping. I'm going to go number three, Elf. Such a funny movie. Such a great idea. So perfectly executed by Will Ferrell. And it was so hard for me to not put... I just got to put Home Alone in number two. Any time Home Alone comes on, and you watch that last scene where Kevin's, you know, getting the wet bandits and all those different pranks and basically hurting them. It just always makes me laugh. It's always funny. Now for number one, this has always been my favorite Christmas movie since I've been a kid and still as an adult, it is hilarious. The Santa Claus. Just the best Christmas story type movie. It's funny for adults. It's good for kids. They paint this great imaginary world world of the north pole how tim allen's character turns into the perfect guy for being santa i just love it it's always been my favorite always want to wait till right close to christmas to watch it really get you in the mood i'll probably put flip that on this weekend if if you know my wife says it's okay <laughs> um yeah no looking back on the list i just realized that i left the grinch completely off the board that is a surprise, and I'm probably going to hear about that one later. But hit me up with your favorite Christmas movies at Tommy underscore I-I-I triple I. 
But that's going to do it for us here on Believe in 49ers. We'll be back shortly here on the network with a post-game recap of Ravens and 49ers. Maybe we'll even recap our Christmas meal. I'm throwing ham on the smoker. If you guys know me, you know I love to smoke food. I'm on a competitive barbecue team. If you need a caterer, hit me up. But I love to try new things on Christmas. So I'm going to try pulled ham, I think. So stay tuned for that recap. But more importantly, everything 49ers versus Ravens. Please subscribe to the pod anywhere you download your podcast. Hit me on Twitter if you want to ever talk some ball. Got some takes on the player in the NFL draft. A good prop bet I need to take because you know I will ride with my Believe in 49ers listeners. Thank you to our sponsor, Bet Online. And most importantly, thank you. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays to everybody out there. One of the best times in the year. Absolutely excited for this weekend, starting with so much football. You got Cowboys, Dolphins on Sunday. Got football on Saturday, bowl games, all the fun stuff. But most importantly, 49ers versus Ravens. Can't wait to watch it. We'll be back here on the Believe Network to talk about it soon. Thank you again, and happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.